It's time for a change. Strap your headphones on and join Chris, Scott, and Sean. Three active duty police officers in the Chicago suburbs. As they face the tough subjects, including police brutality, racial tension, rioting, and more. Weekly, you'll get tips and tricks on how to keep you and your family safe, what to do during traffic stops, how to handle domestic violence, and more. This This is a show about about opening a dialogue, accepting that something has to be done, and bringing communities together together again. again. And now your hosts, Chris, Scott, and Sean. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Three Cops Talk. This is one of your hosts, Sean. This week, uh, out of the norm... Uh, Rich Uncle Chris isn't here. Um, from what I understand, he's he's opening an amusement park in Belarus, and that's where he had to go deal with that stuff. Um, it, it's, it's a lot of technical stuff. I mean, Chris, only Chris knows. Right. Like, he called me at 4 o'clock in the morning one time and told me that uh, I needed to bury the phone that I had because he was talking about it. But other than that, it was pretty cool. And the other it's guy totally that's always normal. here with me uh, uh, is uh, Big Sergeant Scott. Hello, hello. Uh, back in yeah, the Yeah, America. it's, you know. We're, it's... we're doing some good stuff. I uh, thought about you today, buddy. I thought about you uh, in an incident I was driving. It was it was not because well, you were driving. It was a driving related yeah, I was thing. Driving, and I was driving, and I used to remember when we used to roll around two man car, or when I was going somewhere with them just on our own time. And Scott used to get amped about those guys on the bikes. People <laughs> riding on bicycles he used to wear him out, and I used to sit there like just in awe, like the, the rage that could be generated the by rage. a guy on a, the, 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 on a bicycle. And I'm sitting here today, and, and Charleston's a, like it's a tangled town. It's like you know when you build in the 1600s, it's like Boston. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. The streets are kind of nuts. Like, and there's yeah, waterways surrounding the peninsula and stuff like that. So there's a lot of neat like ways to drive that you're not used to. Like maybe from the Midwest, it's all flat and grid and stuff like that. So this dude's just rolling on this bike, and we're all sitting waiting to make these turns and everything else. Dude, just red light, middle of the intersection, comes blasting through, right through. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what wtf on this dude i'm like what because you don't have an internal combustion engine you think yeah, you're better you can, than the yeah, rest you can of do what you want you can just follow whatever rules sure. you want. you actually labor under the idea that and, and, and my inner scott is coming out like it was uh <laughs> it was all norge and i mean and I, I was mad i was really mad at the dude and i was like why am i so mad at this guy and uh, this and guy it, and it's all like, because of me i'm sorry and it, right and he thought and he thought the dude you had to look at his face like you know if he got blasted by a car if he survived it, he probably would have thought he was in the right because it's that idea that people like, you know, you have this as a cop. I'm on a bike. How could I do anything wrong? Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm on a bike. I've, I'm I've tried I'm to old. I've tried to quell no. that a little bit, but right. for whatever reason, it does. It will get me like I'll be right. out driving around and I'm thinking to myself, you know, you can't ride down the middle of the street. You can't ride three deep across the street right. when right. you're going down right. a road. Right. And, right. and a like, guy on motorcycles playing Russian roulette. A guy on a bike. It's like yeah. And these guys by me, like, they're riding down the street like it's Tour de France or something, like six across. And I'm like, get right, out of the right, way. Right, right, right. You know. And it, but they're but those guys are all like those those guys are like older than me guys. Like they're, they're oh yeah. Well, that That's was my follow up. They're right, wearing right, right, they're wearing right, right. you know some of the outfits. I'm like. Like the ramen noodle race <laughs> jersey, you know what I mean. That one. That's who his sponsor is. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to make all these bike people mad now because right. they're going to be like, "Oh, share the road, all that." Okay, yeah, I know, I, uh, I, I know. Share the road, share the road. But I, uh, bikes have right rules to follow as well. See, look, I see what you're getting me all like. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. It's like, and even in the bike lane, they don't even stay in the bike lane. But you know what I do to get back at them? I'm a little, a little less, a little 
less direct than you are. I'm a little more like yeah, riding on a bicycle at your age is bad for your prostate, sir. <laughs> That's not good. Right. You guys are like, what did he just I say? just get mad about him in the roadway, and you're hitting him about medical conditions from riding their bikes. Right. There you go. Like, you would have to slow right. way down to explain to them the problem right. with their prostate. That's, that's not my problem. You were always like, hey, the uh, gas is on the right, Sean. That's you always hit me about it. I'd be like, can, can you drive? Hey. I'd be like, I don't hey. want to do this shit anyway. But, yeah, well, I mean. Listen, we all have a we all have a job. When you when you're out yeah. there, everybody yeah, has a job. You everybody know me, has a it's job. Struggling with driving, but anyway, um, so, you know, Scott <laughs> has always brought on some great guests for us. He brought on Jeff Thirio from uh, the past. You know, uh, an attorney, former cop that was an attorney, who talked about you know estate planning and things along those. They had a really good time with him. And some folks think like, well, why would cops want to talk about finances or things that affect your financial stability? Again, we don't make mint as cops. But when you make an investment, you want an investment to kind of help you out work like and one of the things that I was always told, because I'm pretty simple with my money, um, you know, I can tell my parents, and my grandparents were all victims of the uh, Great Depression. So it's just like, do we really need sugar? Do we really need to have sugar. Is there, are you sure about that? Like you're in there like, well, OK, and you I, can I repurpose. Guess. You can repurpose coffee grounds and things like that. You know, yeah. like, you know, eggshells, if you grind them up, they make for calcium from your grandma, you know, that kind of stuff. Anyway, but uh, property is always something I've been told that is, it increases in value. And I just found this because I moved. Like, yeah, you moved from a market even up by us where supposedly Chicago, Illinois, that whole area is seeing an exodus of people. But you could still make some good money. But the real estate is hot here. The real yeah, estate really, is hot. It, it, oh, it's hot everywhere. It, it, it's great. And what's cool is that I moved to, and we found this out just recently, I moved to an area that's the third, number three in destinations in the world where people want to live. They say Charleston is the third largest. And, uh, you know, if you're from Illinois or Ohio, like Texas, Florida, they welcome people. They're like, hey, come down here. We'll give you bonuses. This is it. They're telling, come on down, come on down, come on down. South Carolina, not so much. They're like, yeah, okay. You're, where are you from? Wait, and what? You're, yeah, and, and they, hold on. Well, y'all are nice. We all like you, but can you please go back? I was like, and you're, saying, you're not staying, are y'all? I was like, that y'all makes you feel like, wow, I feel pretty good. They and, uh, Yeah. And South Carolina is different. I love it. It's I mean, like, I, a, I, I it's like a nice right. way. It's a nice lead in to telling you to go away. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I'm like the guy that at a private club that's like cleaning up the town, like a bus boy. They know I'm not staying there. I just park at a different place. And eventually they're hoping I'm just going to leave. But anyway. Uh, his our guest today is a good friend of Kyle. We know a good friend of Scott. His name is Kyle. Uh, Kyle Altenberg. He is the owner of Hanley Realty. Uh, he's a full service broker. He was born and raised in the South Side of Chicago. There's obviously an affection for him there. We've talked about that on previous shows. If you've heard uh, the the episode between Scott and his wife, his lovely bride Chrissy Christine, <laughs> the Irish princess, uh, there's wow. a nexus there that we all know <laughs> from there. And Kyle is a huge part of that. He, he was an icon. Like every time we would go to this party, it's called St. Gerald's. And the, the party, the, it was a, the, the best St. Patrick's Day parties I've ever been to yeah. were there. It, it, is a, it, it is a legendary St. Patrick's yeah. Day party. And, it, and it's in a basement of the church. And uh, it's the same, what is it? The same Oak Lawn cop is the doorman every year. I think he yeah. retired. Well, and they yeah. just bring him back for that. Yeah, he did. Um, he actually retired and then. He still does security, but he just put a security patch over his, right, <laughs> over his right, police right. department patch on his uniform. He probably kept a couple of uniforms when he retired, and he still stands right. at the door. And he's right, he's right. not the most friendly guy, I'd say, but he's no, and he's no, also about right. probably 
80 now at this point, but for, you know, all intensive liquor license purposes and whatever it is that you have to do, you know, to do to have uh, uh, security, I guess he fits the basic requirements of security. Yeah, but Kyle's family was a mainstay at that, and they were really hard to spot amongst all those <laughs> Irish no, I, was like, I, I fancied myself as a pretty Irish guy, and then I met all of them, and I'm like, I got nothing on them. I mean, uh, they're easy to spot because every one of them has that red hair that you're like, you look like John Wayne, Catherine <laughs> O'Hara, you know? It's it, and their whole family is super nice with you, and they're and and they're dealing with you, and they're so. I mean, I'm gonna be just my my take on it was they're they're the friendlier Irish than I was raised with. I grew up in a town in Jersey. Jersey where it was all Irish, and they're a little angrier, a little drunker. <laughs> Kyle's obviously taking it to the next level. So we're talking about a lace Irishman here, if you know what I'm talking about. I suppose of the bog that I grew up with, <laughs> and uh, it was impressive to uh, to kind of talk with him and get to know him. And and when Scott said, "Hey, can we get him on the show?" I'm like, "Yeah, this guy, he has done really, really well. He has been selling homes and working in the real estate business since 2005, uh, especially throughout Chicago. And so when you're listening to the show, we're going to have a chance when we introduce him, let him finally talk. Um, he's going to give you a, a blast of what his business is. And if you can work with him, please do so. But Kyle, please, uh, I mean, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. It's great stuff. This is a good topic for cops, uh, for cops to know about. Most people in general, but particularly cops, because you know, we got to make our money work for us. And, and a lot of the guys that I know that had property usually were much more financially sound than me, because I don't. <laughs> Oh, well, so thanks for, I appreciate you guys having me, Sean, Scott. Um, it's a nice, uh, nice long lead in. No pressure yeah, there, right? It was yeah. Like, it was like, yeah. Right. It was like, double he's, like Dutch. he's like, yeah, like, where are these, when, yeah, where are these stories in. going? Um, but Officer Ribka. I'm going to listen from here on. Oh, yeah, Ribka. Yeah. Officer, yeah. Officer Ribka was the uh, officer's name. He's still now, he's, he's working. Um, <laughs> I think he's working security at the funerals. Um, so oh, is he really? Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, walking. Wasn't he the guy from West Side Story? <laughs> Officer Rip. No, he, he may be. You know, he kept that on the DL. If, yeah, if he was. But um, hey, one more quick thing before Kyle really starts talking about adult stuff. Let me make what. Let me tell one more funny quick thing. Uh, not only have I known Kyle and because he's friends with my brother-in-law since you guys were in like what, like kindergarten. Kindergarten. Seriously, like twenty. We're, we're, we're talking like we twenty. Are, we are thirty-eight so years now. We are, yeah, not yeah. that long. Yeah, no, not not me and Mike. I guess. Yeah, so me and you about twenty. And and for those who care, Kyle was also one of the altar boys at our wedding. Oh my God! How really? about that? Holy! Okay, cow. so this is really, and I'm not even wow. Catholic. Right, there you go. That's the craziest thing here. I'm this not even not Catholic. Even but, six degrees of separation. But I, this is no. like legit. That's but how I have we got been. him in. I had the connection <laughs> with the altar boy. <laughs> right. So, you know, I've been I've, I've been accepted into the group, even though I'm not practicing. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been great. Look at this. I, here we are. Yeah, right. 20, you know, we, we knew there was going to be multiple ways for us to use Scott over the years. <laughs> right, right. Future, so. right. Yeah, he and, was and worth, it has paid off. I mean, he was worth bringing yeah. into, the, into the fray. First it was the yeah. yeah. First it was the spy van. Oh know, yeah, so. yeah. Back in my old job. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. We're really getting there's, way there's back. There's stories. There's a lot. There's a lot of stories. Um, hey, that's a whole other episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that in the follow up. So let's, Kyle. Welcome, welcome. Good to see you. Um, yeah, same here. Thanks for coming. Nice setup, you guys. So let's let's let you let's let you now that me and Sean have spent the first you know. 10 minutes just bantering back and forth. So just give everybody a quick 
rundown about you know you your business um kind of where what you've been doing all this past time how things are looking and and tell everybody what you're all about sure um so my company is hanley realty we are a full service real estate brokerage uh, we're based out of oaklawn we service all of illinois um we have referral partners over the borders in indiana wisconsin and michigan as well so anything you need real estate i have contacts all over the map i have contacts all over the map oh, that great. Um, nice. we can yeah. uh, get you in contact with i might not make the money on it it might not be something that that i can deal with directly but um, i've been out here like sean said since 2005 getting to know the lay of the land in the chicago real estate market and um, i have some very good reliable trustworthy yeah, yeah. Most importantly, contacts. Right. So, so what um, got you going? I mean, I even know we actually went to the same college. On top of that, how about that? Um, what? Uh, what? Yeah. Wait a minute. Different, see, different, different decades. Much different yeah, decades. I, I was pre. Got held, Scott got held back. He was like a freshman seven times. I was pre iPhone. I was pre iPhone. I think he was post iPhone. I, mean, I got out right, or maybe it was right at iPhone, iPhone time. Yes. Yeah, so maybe Blackberry. Pictures, Blackberry. None of my yeah. pictures have been leaked yet. <laughs> Right. He's got to, most most yeah. importantly. <laughs> so um, what uh, what got you going into real estate back in '05? So it goes honestly. It's weird. It goes back to the spy van. I, you know, I didn't know <laughs> what at, I wanted to back be back in my PI days. I, I got there to see go. a spy van when I was in high school. I said I want to be a cop. Scott said go to Western. We went to Western. Visited. It was an awesome time. <laughs> so right, we were like, right. sure, it's an awesome time. Sure, I could be a fun. cop. Um, took some classes. I took a law enforcement class, hated it. Took a business law class, loved it. Oh, there you go. Within the first uh, semester, I switched. I got into business and um, went into marketing, um, worked in banking. Um, The recession hit. I was a loan officer at the time. Yeah, because you were doing some mortgage stuff. Yeah, so I was was doing loans. The recession hit. The real estate market was melting. Yeah, oh, Um, yeah. And I got my real estate license in 2009 and ran into the melting market. <laughs> um, so I didn't, I had to work full-time jobs for a while oh, yeah, yeah. before I could really call it a full-time thing. Sure. Um, but I was there ground zero when to see it recover, to see how it recovered, to understand mm-hmm. how it recovered. Yeah. Cause um, it was a mess. I it mean, was real estate was a mess back in 2000. What that, what year are we talking back then? So oh nine, like, it kind 09. of hit. Yeah. 10, yeah, 11, crashed. 12, it was you bad. know, it yeah. was even 13, Mark, the values, especially on the South side. So being in Oak Lawn, yeah, yeah. I'm a proud South side guy. Right. right. Um, I've, I've been there to see, you know, it, it took the longest to recover. There was one time where Illinois was the slowest recovering state. Was it really? In the recession. No, yeah, on. believe that. <laughs> what? But at, the, at, the same, at the same time, Oak Lawn was... Illinois is usually on top of everything. Uh, what are yeah, you talking right. about? Economically, especially. You know, so, so, so here right. I was, yeah, yeah, in Oak Lawn. Let me take um, on real estate right. in the toughest state in one of the toughest yeah. areas. But hey, but, you know but like you're a trooper, man. Like, he's like, hey, send me into the shit. I want to go like fighting Kandahar. <laughs> so, he's like, can we go to Illinois? Illinois to be a real estate agent, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. ask for a harder gig than that. Like, what, well, all right, Detroit, yeah. go, go to Detroit. You know, yeah, like, it could have been so worse, person, right? Yeah, right. but I mean, he definitely bit off a big one. I mean, because that's like one, it's a huge market. People don't realize, like, it's still even now expanding. When I came back, I flew back to see you guys for the shows that we recorded together. I was like, they're still building here. Like, they're still building. Oh yeah, it's like you know, you hear about the, about the mass exodus, but there's still 
something about that area that people still, you know, they're building homes, they're building nice new homes. So, I mean, he's definitely seen it all. That's for sure. So when did things start kind of turning out of that back from that 2009 ish time? I mean, so when wall street showed up, yeah, right. uh, You know, um, Warren Buffett came out and said, if I could own, you know, 2000 single family homes, I would. Sure. He just, I don't know how to manage 2000 (laughs) single family homes, but then you saw it come in. You know, I worked with some developers and some people on the south side that did bigger business, and yeah, they it just they were inundated. So to this day, I think one of Warren Buffett's companies owns multiple homes really? in numerous suburbs of yeah. Chicago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where he holds them, rents them. You know, so I've focused on the the residential side yeah, right. of real estate, right, right. Um, but even the residential has two markets. It has a owner occupied so mm-hmm. the the buyers the sellers the the renters mm-hmm. and they affect the market yeah but then this whole other investor market came sure. in and there's always been the flippers right yeah we, right we were flipped mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. i flipped you know the mom and pop it's always been a thing um even to own rental property it was yeah. you know somebody in the neighborhood who had the building and did it now it's yeah. now yeah. it's wall street now it's hedge funds investment companies that are coming in to oaklawn to you know, anywhere around Plainfield to Naperville, to Blue Island, to the South side neighborhoods. I'm in Chatham. I'm in Roseland. I'm in Inglewood. Yeah. And and there is these big funds coming in to buy up stuff, Really, you know? So So I have a question for you about that real quick. Like there's always that negative connotation when you hear that, Oh, well, wall street came in and they're just looking for the profit. And then the ordinary people, like they talk about like the big box stores harm the mom and pops, you know, do these, investors on that level is there anything that any truth to that like where it's going to hurt your value or they're going to take their money and leave and we're all going to be left desperate i mean i hear that a lot from people whether that's legit or not i don't know so i what mean do you think? i think the proof is in the appreciation mm-hmm. so if you look at what it's cost to purchase a home now like mm-hmm. yes why is everything gone up so much where mm-hmm. where have all the houses gone yeah, right. You know, like there's low inventory. Where have all the houses gone? How come there's not enough right. for home buyers? And then if right. you go on and then if you do the same thing and you do a rental search, well, there's some homes for rent for $2,500 yeah, yeah, a month. Right. It's you know? crazy. So, right, right. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's it's real. It's been happening since the recession. Um, before that, it was more the apartment buildings, you know, yeah. six units and up occupied most of the investment firms, but it's almost like they, they own all those. So what about like, so, I mean, I've, I've owned a few Mm -hmm. homes and I've, I've owned rental properties too. So, um, like say you have, what do you tell someone who's never bought a home or doesn't, you know, they're looking to buy a house, say whether it's just in general or the way things are right now, what do you do if you sit down with a, with, people who are looking to buy that first house and tell them, you know, what do we need to look at? What kind of game plan do you tell people to have? Well, first I welcome them to the war soldier. (laughs) (laughs) See, I got an, I got an army shirt on here. (laughs) This is, I was not in the army. Sean was. Uh, Well, thank you for your service, Sean. I appreciate it. He can't talk about a lot of the things that he's. Yeah, it was really, I can come back. If I was there, I'd sign that for you. Like it was like a, like a, I'll I'll take some autographs on the back. They'll be like, they'll be like, Sean, who? Oh yeah. So so this is how dedicated I am. Check this out. 
Double oh, Army. Look at that right in Double the Army. It says Illinois Civilian Army. There you go. Right. Nice. Right. Illinois and, and Civilian Army. And this is, this is a small business advocacy group. Really? Not a militia. Like where's so, this going? <laughs> not a militia. So this is this is this is how I'm tying real estate into law enforcement. Here, you guys ready? Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. Blowing my mind here. So um, sign me up. So I want to know. I got flat. It, it is a war, feet. right? It is a war. Yeah. If you're going to buy real oh, estate, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. you were right. before. You, it's, yeah, it's stressful. Before Absolutely. you were just competing with the other families in the neighborhood. Sure. Right. right? Yeah. Now right. you're competing right. with Warren Buffett. And the other families in the sure. neighborhood, so Big whole money. new game, you know. To and then, who? Oh, what yeah. do you pay? Yeah. What is it worth to you? What is it worth to Warren? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. are you just going to pay more because right, right. he thinks it's more? You know, so yeah, you really need to take a step back and look at real estate as an investment. Obviously, you need to live somewhere, right? Um, but you know, resale. What are you going to resell it for? Or does it cash flow? So that's kind of something yeah. that I push to people is say like, do you do you need the huge house right away, or can you buy something that you can live in? Um, for maybe the first right, five right. years, right. six years, ten years, or one year, and move out, rent the house, rent the property out that you mm-hmm. lived in, and put it on the shelf. You know, now you yeah. now you're mm-hmm. ad- you're adding mm-hmm. assets to your portfolio cheaply because what do you know how much money Warren needs if he wants to purchase a home? Crickets, do, your your guy mm-hmm. can do the cricket. No. Um, it, well, I became a cop because I can't do math. So, right, right, so right. probably you you stayed in the LEJA class, <laughs> right? Assuming. That's why. That's why I've been where I've been the last twenty one years. So Warren needs um, cash. So he needs the, the all the cash that right. the house is worth, or he leverages. But he's too smart to leverage. He doesn't get debt, right? So yeah. he he can go out and get a loan twenty percent down. He would need as a commercial loan for an investment company. Yeah. What homeowners have is the the golden ticket. They have. Owner occupied loans, three and a half percent down FHA loans, VA Sean, right? VA That's loans zero zero down, yeah. right? Right. So right. you can get into these properties without being a millionaire, but mm-hmm. these are the same properties that these investment companies are buying. You know, so mm-hmm. you need to look at it younger. You know, the sooner you get in, the better. Right. Time is on your oh, side. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know and. Look to purchase something not sexy, but that cash flows and live in those, right. build them up, and then eventually you can have your white picket fence. Yeah, I'm not saying that those are dead, but you, when you're young and you have the time, you know, maybe pile it on. So, the civilian army, the Illinois civilian army. I, this started <laughs> right. in my head. Like it. <laughs> it started in my head a while ago. Do you sell these um, shirts like on your website? No, if you, it's all free. I'm not trying to capitalize <laughs> on anything here. <laughs> if you want to join the Illinois civilian army. Um, right. Grab a sharpie and a t-shirt, and, and shop small. There. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, well, so like, like, Warren Bu- well, like Warren Buffett, he went to all the Army and Navy shops and bought out all those shirts. So you get buying from him now. That's yeah. really good. I mean, cool. After good move, this, yes, he might. You know. Yeah, a question for you regarding like getting selling a house is great right now. Uh, one of the issues that we're, you see down here a lot of people because I'm running a lot of people that are moving to this area from all over the country. They say. Yeah, but now I'm dealing with the other end of it. I made money on my last place, and now I can't get in and this place without it. And you see houses that are like you look at it, and you're like, "Wow, man, that is what is that going to be like?" Because you, I, I'm assuming that prop appreciates. So I guess the question is, is like, what do you recommend to people that are now you made money in one market, and there's a lot of people leaving the upper Midwest 
and coming south or going whatever. And they're saying the same thing. It's like, well, I made money there. I'm losing money here. Is that part of it? Or is there a more wise thing to do? I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I don't, people ask me that. I'm like, I don't know. I bought maybe three homes in my life and uh, they all kind of worked out for me and I made money on them. But now it seems like, wow, I'm going to have to begin getting way in on this way more than I thought I'd have to put down. And people are cutting these other others' legs out and things like that. So what do you recommend to kind of deal with that? Um, well, first off, do you know Marty McFly? Can we, can we, do we, can we, do you know that reference? Can we right. uh, call Doc Brown up, get in a time machine, go back in time, right. buy, exactly. buy 10 right. of these houses back in the recession? Right. Wait, you're saying you have a time right. machine? I'm working on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, that, the army is, the is army? at work, yes. <laughs> is it like that, is it like that time machine in uh, Napoleon Dynamite? I'm Wait, telling you. <laughs> you forgot to add <laughs> the crystals. <laughs> you forgot to add the crystals. <laughs> I reckon you know a thing or two about cyberspace. <laughs> easy, easy. I already tried it. Those, anyway, those damn crystals. Well, yeah, every time. Is, Lay off the crystals. Says, right, the uh, so you're saying go back to a time maybe if you could. Well, no, it's impossible. So, um, yeah, right, so right. then, so then, yes, you're right. It's very easy to sell a home. People call me, say, Kyle, help me list my home. My first question to them is where the hell are you going to go? You know, usually I'm nicer than right. that, but right. um, where are you going to go? Yeah, What's I mean, your plan? It's a serious question. Yes, I mean, what, are, what are you going to do? If so, you're, what if your house right. sells tomorrow? Where and, are you going? And I won't, we, do, we just it, don't, it will. don't listen. It could, it will. Yeah. So um, it, most of it turns into me helping the people figure that out. And, and we start with, where do you want to go? If you know that, great. If not, we figure that out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you do that, then you go to the lender get pre-approved. You know, what can you afford? Assuming mm-hmm. I could hypothetically sell your home at this price. So I do a market report. We arm our people up with as much uh, that they need. So here's what you sell mm-hmm. your home for. Here's what all your expensive closing costs are, title, attorney, um, sleazy realtor commission. <laughs> um, here's what you're left with after the home sells. And then they could take that number, take it to their lender and say, hey, if I sell my house, I could possibly make this much money. What could I afford? And then the lender gives them the the nuts and bolts of what they can afford. Then they come back to me. We go out, look through the houses, walk them. I mean, sometimes we put in all the time and find out you can't afford anything or it's not going to work. So you're staying where you're at. But that's important to have those realistic conversations and realize, hey, listen, you think people who might be new to real estate or maybe they bought a house years ago and now they're selling in the hot market, you ha- they have to know and they need a good realtor to sit down with them and say, right. listen, you, you have this cost and this cost and this cost and here's what you're really going to end up with at the end because everybody I think is kind of gets you know, hyped up about, oh my gosh, these houses are going for so much money. I'm going to make a killing and all this. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're going to make money, but you need somebody to keep you like, focused and say, okay, listen, remember this cost, remember this cost, we're going to do this. What's it going to cost you to, to do something else? Because I know a lot of people recently, even my brother moved out of state and he was, he got a premium for his house here in Illinois, but he needed, and he moved out of state, but he didn't have anything right away out of state. So he did just a short term lease on a place and he was paying a pretty penny for a short-term lease, oh, yeah. but it was worth it more to him to take that profit on his house. And then he eventually found a house where he's at now. But 
I know several people that I've talked to lately who have gotten great deals on their house, but now they're like short-term apartments. So in that sense, it's really just what you're okay with and willing to spend, right? I mean, you want to, but at the same time, I would think you don't want to eat up all the money that you made throwing it away at a, at a premium rental either because the rentals are just crazy expensive too no doubt yeah so that that should be factored into the whole equation you know right your 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 holding cost of yourself you know in the meantime right you thought you made money and now you're having to spend it on other things on the other end if you didn't really i mean you know it's like it reminds me a lot against kind of when theorio was on the show jeff was on the show it's like these kind of guys need to be in our lives like cops you know depending upon where you work and live they don't move a lot. You know what I mean? They, you, you're with one agency for you know X amount of years and you kind of stay in the same area and things along those lines. But like you said, if you're a young officer, you can start making money pretty, pretty good about our work. Like early on, especially up north, you can make some good money. And if you invest it in property, it's going to be something that always returns for you. But you also should probably know how you could maybe make more money. You know, we're talking retirement now for guys our age, but younger officers coming into the equation, what would you recommend to them? Hey, you're you're going to make. Let's say you're going to start making between seventy-five and ninety grand a year if you're working up north. You're down south; it's a less, a little less. Uh, but you know our our rates up in Illinois, what they were up in Illinois. A lot of other states were comparable. What would you say to a guy or a girl that's brand new to this? I'm like, hey, I'm getting into a home. What do I do now to make sure this is a long-term thing? Is it like am I looking at ten years? Should I flip it in two? You know, uh, you know what? What do you think? I mean. My biggest thing is, are you comfortable ever being a landlord? Question mark. You know, like right, if yeah. if the multi units are where it's at. I wish I would have done it when I was young. Um, you can go out, same thing, access to low down payment mm-hmm. loans, and you could purchase a two unit. You could purchase a three unit. You could purchase a four unit. How much money? How much more money are people needing to come up with for investment properties when it comes to down payments? Um, it depends on the unit. It depends on the cash flow. Um, it depends on the loan type. So I think VAs are a little more um, lenient. You know, it depends on if they're leased or not, how much they they will lend out. Um, a two unit, I think you could still do a, a 95% loan on. A three unit, I think it might be 10. So don't mm-hmm. quote me on these things, but it does, the bigger the unit, um, yeah. the bigger the down payment yeah. typically. But um, you can still get into rentals, investment properties with, you don't necessarily need 20% on all these things to no. do. Right. No. Okay. No. And um, you can use if there's any existing rents in place, you can use that for qualification income. Oh yeah. In, in some cases, right. depending on your lender. So, I went out and I bought a condo right 2008, right before the recession, right yeah. before the crash. You right. know. So, because I, I guess it was safer. You know, in in my mind, to do the condo, um, sure. I didn't have to worry about the yeah, exterior, exterior of the building. Sure, you know? yeah. but then yeah. the market though, right. townhouse, that's you know? yeah, yeah. So the market dipped, and you know, we probably still are not quite back to where we were, and it's mm-hmm. you know, fifteen years later here. Yeah, yeah, us, yeah. You know? Well, that's right. and that's so, what scares um, people, you right? Know, but, so, right. but if I would have done a two unit or a three unit, um, the cash flow over those years would have offset any. 
you know, up and down fluctuation in it. So I feel like that would have been smarter for me. Now I want, that's one of my goals is to own investment real estate. I'm a realtor. I don't have a pension. Yeah. Like right. the, the, right. the, the, the yeah. rental properties that I own are my pension, you know, yeah. the, right. The, right. The, they can, the, ge- they'll generate money for you. Hopefully. If, well, I just for, gotta, yeah. I, I have to pay them off. Right? right. So right now they don't, they're a liability. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh, Kyle, you just live off your rental properties." It's like, like no, 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 it's not they, that easy. I yeah. go over there yeah, and, and unclog the yeah, toilet, right. you know, yeah. or oh I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I deal with all the issues. You um, gotta for, take off that Century Twenty One jacket that he wears. When he's yeah. at that gold one. He's like, "All right." Well, but see, that's a big thing though that people need to understand because it's a that's a very good point because I've had rental I had rental properties, and I bought one back around two thousand eight when things were. I mean, I got in on a good deal then and one not long after that. But you either have to, like, there's all that stuff that comes along with it. You know, you have to maintain these places and you have to, you know. Um, you can be sued by your tenant. You, yeah, you, yeah. Have yeah. To, you, need, you need good it. insurance. You, you need, there's right. a lot of things yeah, that you, you, you need have to, to have, have a, in place. You have to establish good relationships with your tenant. Absolutely. Right. You know, if, right. you, Absolutely. if you don't know them and they don't, you know, you, don't, you guys don't care about each other, you're setting yourself up for failure, sure. you know. So there's all the other things too. You can check the boxes and have the insurance and do that stuff. But ultimately, it comes down to the personal relationships and how you're going to respond mm-hmm. to that on a, on a daily, you know, yeah, on a daily absolutely. Basis. Yeah, and and like for me, um, I didn't mind doing some of the stuff. You know, I didn't want to be over there like doing things all the time. And I actually got lucky that I found somebody who was more like kind of like a handyman that was able to do all those things for me. So luckily that was a nice way to manage those places that I would have a tenant that would call and say, Hey, I've got a problem with this. And maybe just because of work schedule or whatever it was, it wasn't something that I could get to right away. So I had people that I could go to. So do you, for like the rental, I I like the idea of the rentals. Like I, some people say, Oh, rentals, it's a pain in the ass. I don't want to deal with that. I mean, I understand that because I've had some truth. I've yes. had, no, I've had some problematic people. But to your point, when you are thorough and get good tenants and have those good relationships, it makes it much easier. So what do you, what's your advice to people about if you're thinking about getting into the rental market? Other than just coming up with the money, is it better to, like what I did, I would pay a realtor to actually handle the whole process for me, the whole renting process, or do you pay someone, you know, if there's, you know, how some of these bigger places you can pay the, um, like a management company to take a portion of your rent, I guess, is it, is it what you're comfortable with or what's your advice? I would say it's important if you're going to do it for the long haul to do it yourself for some time, right? Right, To, To understand the beast. Right. And then, right. Yeah, right. and then once you understand it, yeah. yeah, and then yeah. once you understand it, you can hire somebody else because then you know what's it, what you're hiring them to do. You know, otherwise, hire them blindly and not know what you're even hiring them for. Like right. you're just waiting yeah, to get right. ripped off by somebody. You yeah. know, so right. you know, know what it goes into managing a building or a house. You know, pay attention around your house. It's all the things. It's the landscaping. Who's going to do that? Make sure it's in the lease that the tenant does it. Or mm-hmm. if not, you have to handle it. You know. Yeah. And then the buildings, it gets a little bigger. You have snow removal at the buildings. You have dumpsters. You have <laughs> co- common areas. Yeah. You know, yeah, like you, laundry rooms, homeowners associations like to deal right, with. Right. And it's it's too. even more hands on, right. Yeah. right, with people and everything. But, so, so I cool. would say, you know, hiring somebody is the goal, 
eventually. Yeah, right. Um, and but you don't but, want but to learn it, it. Learn it yourself first to get a feel of it. It would it sure. would be wise in my mind to know going forward, but mm-hmm. um, unless you had the right partner, so I do have contacts mm-hmm. to handle a lot of the stuff. You yeah. know, so any co- any clients who do this with me and purchase real estate and rent it out, I can help them with the tenants. Yeah. Afterwards, we have contacts for any maintenance stuff. We have good plumbers. We have good HVAC guys, people that I know. They can't disappear. They're probably guys that I knew from kindergarten or something as well. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, no, you've got a lot of contacts. It's it's definitely having a good network of people from the realtor that helps you do it all the way down to how you manage it and or get things done that you need. You know what it takes? An army. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. There you go. Nice, nice segue. Nice segue. You know, one of the other things that's kind of probably nice about owning a lot of land and you know multi-units would probably be like the old like lordship, and I can like establish prima nocta for for anyone, like any of the like, oh, right, yeah. We know what this means, right? You can't pay your rent this week. Well, there's a, Kyle told me this was cool. <laughs> I'm able to sire anyone I want because I own this property. Is that beyond the pale now? There's, Is there's, no longer permissible. I think there, there's, there are yeah, laws in place. A, yeah. <laughs> Um, there are certain laws. Attorneys are probably the people you would uh, want to <laughs> consult yeah. about that. Um, That's like a civil thing, I guess. You know, because we're right. criminal. So, right. right. No, and not even realtors can give that type of advice out. You know, we can off the record, I guess. But yeah, I didn't see this it's on realtor.com. Right. It's my lease. You know, like, um, well, anyway. you guys probably have some very good insight of what it takes to deal with tenants <laughs> and um, just oh well, you know, yeah, I mean, we, we interpersonal right, relationships. Right. Yeah, we've know? we've gotten called to many of those types of things over the years, and I, yeah. so from yeah. like a, I mean, from our standpoint, um, unfortunately, there's not really you know a lot of times stuff that we can do if you know people are established and in, in place and and living somewhere, you get those calls of like, and and this is probably important for people to know too. It's not just like, hey, they didn't pay their rent. I need the police here to kick them out. You know, it right. doesn't yeah. it doesn't work like that. And right. that is one thing that's kind of a another part of this whole thing that we're talking about is is understand if you are gonna take this on, you know, of of buying investment properties or whatever, and the people that you have living in your investment properties, make sure to understand what your rights are as a landlord as well as what rights people have as tenants so that you know if hopefully it doesn't but if it does go bad or go sideways that and and you need to get people out of your rental properties what you can and can't do what 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 the law enforcement and the law in general can and can't do so leads me into two more questions i wanted to ask you I about did, can i jump in oh there? yeah yeah i've known him for how many years and he saves all his very good advice for the podcast right yes he okay. does whatever catch me well, after, very good point. no it's most it's well, so important um county lines have you know you go over the county line different different rules for right. tenants you right. go over the state right. line different rules so yeah know your know your personnel sports uh saying but right know, know your municipality and know your laws right. you know right so right. one but the first thing is obviously attorneys are involved with this process so you want to make sure that you have a good attorney because there's a lot of you, you go to one of these closings on when you buy a home and you're signing off on a hundred pages of documents about anything and everything and Nobody typically has the entire amount of time to read everything it is that you're signing off on, but 
you know, why is it so important other, you know, why is it so important to make sure that you have a good attorney that, that also is part of this process when you buy a home? Um, you know, who has your best intentions at heart besides you? Um, a realtor, right. I'd like to think I do. However, yeah. I'm compensated <laughs> when the deal closes. Right. 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 You know, right, so right. Um, I don't care. I, I have a whole file in my computer called blow ups. It's all the deals that have blown up, you know, <laughs> and we blow up deals all the time, you know, because yeah. there's reasons to whether sure. whether we're going to make a commission or not. We just do what's right. Um, but, you know, you want and this is how it became a thing, because mm-hmm. I think if you if you go to which is, I guess, another thing, another, um, if you go to other areas, Indiana or Southern Illinois, Mm -hmm. there are no attorneys um, involved in the closings. It's the realtor and the title company that facilitate the whole closing. Um, Really? Correct. So Northern Illinois, and it's actually, Wisconsin is not either. Well, I know they don't do it in Florida. They don't do it in Florida. So it's the lobbyist in Illinois um, who, it's an attorney closing state or it's not even state because like i said i think in southern illinois they do it differently but it's more regional 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 regional, you know so um everything is run through an attorney's office they clear title you know they make they make sure that you're getting this property and no one else is going to come free and clear no one else has any claim to it or so it's it's the attorney um as your front runner, your lead blocker, mm-hmm. making sure everything, all your T's are crossed, your I's are dotted on your right. contract. And then um, it's the title company with the insurance policy to back it. Yeah, right. If somebody shows up 10 years down the road and says, my aunt owned this house, it's mine. Right. You have the, the, the title the attorney company and the did title their company. due diligence to Correct. make sure that it was free and clear so, to transfer the ownership. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So it, with the how big Chicago is and how much is transferred and how many transactions, I can yeah, yeah. see how it became this. Yeah, right? Sure. There, right. People were right. taken advantage of. There was there was crimes committed. Like it, it, there's a reason that these attorneys are there and the insurance policies are there, um, and it's probably a little more lean or strict here than it is in other places. But mm-hmm. it's also a lot busier. So with- that's how Chicago actually screwed Miss <laughs> Mrs. O'Leary and her cow. It wasn't because of the fire. It was because they were right. she was, piped up about it. It was, bad a, it was attorney fees. Yeah, well, you can fool the Irish. <laughs> you know what I mean? That kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, so are sorry. you? Do you think? Is do you think people and I think it's kind of easing up now. The um, I know that a lot of people were getting discouraged from maybe going the rental property route because there was all these things that were in place because of COVID the last year and everything about not really being able to evict bad tenants. Do you think that that and I've heard that that's kind of and you would know if is that kind of loosening? Are we getting back on track with that? And then do you think that that factored into because I, I don't own any rental properties now, but I was definitely thinking about it like, hmm, I can't get, you know, if somebody moves into my place, pays a security deposit, and now they say, hey, too bad I'm not paying anymore, and I'm stuck with people in my, you know, rental property for a year. Do you think that that was discouraging people from getting into the rental properties? 100%. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's really? I think it's, yeah. in a, you know, Wall Street's in the market. Right. Right. Who owns the majority of the two, three, four unit properties in the city of Chicago? Going to Bridgeport. It's neighborhood people. 
Yeah, right. It's not right. investment companies. Yeah, right. You know, so right. in my opinion, however it was done, it put a squeeze on sure. all those investors and right. it put a squeeze on the minds of future investors. Oh, yeah, for sure. Where this is the right. one of the best things we have going and it's like they're trying to talk us out of it. Right. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I am, again, in the front lines here, going to say that I have faith in yeah. humanity and tenants <laughs> right. and people, you know, right. that Do you think does it is that is it kind of ch- swinging back the other way? Yeah, is I it think so. Bit? And yeah. the like I said, the 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 apartments are the ones that got hit the the worst, mm-hmm. right? Cuz we heard mm-hmm. horror stories of some of these tenants not paying their rent for 18 months and going and getting pre-qualified and buying a house. Yeah. Like yeah, right. no repercussions never caught up whatsoever. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, and I'm stuck with, you know, a monthly rent that do? I can't, I can't pay my right. mortgage, right. but someone else or, is or not paying. Multiple in units in that because people talk, right. You know, you're not, hey, I ain't paying my rent. Right. Right. Nobody's doing so, nothing about it. Huge issue. Oh, huge geez, issue. Who's liable? Again, now we need more attorneys on the, on the podcast mm-hmm. here because somebody's, I don't know, you know, like you, you put these orders out there and you say, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. And <laughs> right. people follow, you know, right. and then there's repercussions. So who can these landlords go after to say we got screwed? I don't know. I'm not, I, luckily, I'm not that landlord, but yeah. it's happening as we speak right now. And they're and dealing it, with those it, problems. It's so unprecedented because a lot of this stuff was not done by law. It was done by mandate and mandates and executive orders and things like that are like, oh, oh, how do we deal with this in a legal sense? And I'm sure there's case law out there that I have no concept of what we're talking about. But like, if you're one of these landlords and you're like, yeah, this has never happened in the history of mankind before. We've shut everything down and said, everybody doesn't have to pay rent. Everybody doesn't have to work all of those things. I mean, that didn't even happen in the early 1900s when influenza killed so many more people than COVID did. Like, how do you deal with this? It's like, in the, and was, in the courts and, and honestly, is, is my answer. Yeah, right. yeah, like, exactly. uh, like everybody right. else is going to end up in the courts, whether you're, you know, and it's so backlogged already. It's like, when right, is this going right. to shake out? But well, the, the bottom line is the guy that's trying to make some money, you know, just like any other American wants. You know, there's the dream. To, like property ownership was the thing that was so lost on the rest of the world. Uh, you know, when you came to the United States, like when you left Ireland, I was joking about it. Like there's a chance for me to own land and not have the king swoop in and take it away from me. You know what I mean? And if you're a guy that's owning like you're not like Warren Buffett, you're a guy that's making some good money renting. But now all of a sudden that whatever that could be like 10 grand a month going away. I mean, I don't even know, Kyle. I mean, like you, you look at all of the things that are so, and then you're still on the hook for, I have to repair the place. I have to take care of it. I, you know, all of these things like it's all it, taxes. It's almost like the little man is getting squashed on purpose. Yeah, So as, as a, uh, they break ground on some large developments on the South side, <laughs> right, you know, right. like, yeah, exactly. It's uh, yeah, people need to see that for this worth. And you got to hear from like, we can rant and rave about this as cops. I like, just cops complain because everybody's on you guys, but like, that's why Kyle's on here to kind of educate us this a little bit. I mean, we learned so much so far in this process. It's like, you know, is there anywhere in America right now, Kyle, that you could go to and say, hey, this is a good market to try to get into? It's known nationally because we have listeners all over the country. Um, what would you say? Like if I'm leaving Illinois, which a lot of people are doing, I'm not hoping that for you guys, but a lot of people are leaving Illinois. What would you say? Are right, you going to this area? You're going to be in good shape or is it just universal everywhere you're going? 
you're going to take a bath or you're going to get taken. No, I, I think it's going forward. I think it's going to be an even bigger disparity, you know? So if it's, if it's attack on small business has suffered most through all this small investors, yeah. like those are the people who are in the communities that nobody else wants to go anyways, you know? So, right, so right, now right, the, right. the, the lower end areas are going to get lower, mm-hmm. you know, and then mm-hmm. the, the bigger areas are going to get bigger. And, you know, so this this larger gap in the middle is going to continue unless we Something changes you know, or we just stop listening and go invest and yeah. get our properties right. and right. treat right. our tenants right. like if you if you have a good relationship with your tenant yeah you know um i agree are they 100% screw you? on that are one. they going to just yeah. screw you over or is it are you setting yourself up for failure by putting somebody in there that you didn't really go through the steps on you right. know right 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 yeah right. and right. and and that's 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 a valuable thing because you you can have those conversations with them and maybe they and i've had tenants before where Hey, I'm having a little problem with this this month with you know finances or whatever. Okay, I'll you know what I'm I'm reasonable. I mean I'm you know not not paying, but you know I can work with you. But if you can have those conversations versus just putting somebody in there, you don't know them, you don't know anything about them. I think I think it makes people comfortable on both sides. Honestly, yeah. I mean they can come to you and say, Hey, I've got this going on, and and maybe I need a little time or this and that, and you can work with them. Yeah, but I mean to keep it uh, close to my heart, I guess I'd say. Um the south side of Chicago is is what I'm specking, you know. Like yeah. I, I've right. I've thrown out Inglewood a couple times to mm-hmm. Scott at the St. Gerald's uh, party, yeah. saying right. like back in 2014 we should be buying multi units in Inglewood, <laughs> right. you know. And it's like, right. but I had like if, I had like five or six Guinnesses in me at that point, so I couldn't be held accountable for any real estate. Uh, he had me sign a contract yeah. at the party. And I'm like, I can't right. wait. Should I right. sign this? And I looked over. Chris, he's like, no, right. don't sign it. <laughs> no, but but yeah, I mean those those some Ch- of those Chicago distressed still, areas. Chicago is still what the third biggest mm-hmm. city in America, which is the yep. second largest economy in the world. And like, honestly, if pe- uh, if people yeah, don't right. come in and buy those places and fix them up and provide decent places for people to live, I mean that is actually it helps the area if you co- if people are coming in and yeah, doing that. Right, I mean, right, right. you know, overall, I mean, it's definitely uh, it's like everything is so tough. You know, upside down, topsy-turvy, what do you want to call it? With Since COVID came, like any best practice market-wise, and we've talked about this on the show, this isn't going to be solved by the people that helped get us into the mess. It's going to be solved by ordinary people like Kyle's talking about. Hey, have good relationships with the people that are there. Like if they have to in one month pay you and change, you know, they'll never forget that. And they'll be a loyal, you know, like you're out, you know, I'm going to work through the. Uh, you or know, the what are you doing today? Are you yeah, working right, right, today? Right. Are you looking for right, a job? Exactly. Like I can get you a job for yeah. working with here, doing this, doing that, you know? So right, right, the more right. that you, they feel comfortable coming to you and telling you, then the more options you sure. have to try and save it, you know? Right. So what about also um, talking about being able to qualify for stuff? Mortgage rates have been pretty low for a while now. Right, I mean, and it kind of sounds like they're going to maybe stay low, relatively low for a while. Um, how should that factor into people's? You know, obviously they can maybe afford a little bit more with the interest rates. Um, is it a good time because they're low, or like from your? Because I know you have a background in that with the financial angle and working mortgages and finance and things like that. What? How do you think the lower? interest rates are factoring into this and do you think it's going to maybe stay that way for a while? You know, I don't know where they're going. They can 
something can change tomorrow. Sure. I watch the stock market. I watch the bond market. It's all about where the dollars are flowing that changes the the rate, right? So mm-hmm. the, the rate's tied to what banks borrow from the government, and that is listed on an index. You could watch the mm-hmm. bond index. You know, when the bond index changes drastically, you can probably count on rates going up. So if you're yeah. if you are teetering right. on, you know, if rates go up a half percent, um, you can't afford the house you want. Get out there every day and look for the house you want right. and watch the bond market right. and know, right. know that you're going to have to make a move if that bond market jumps crazy because mm-hmm. it's probably going to mm-hmm. influx um, and affect how banks borrow money. And, yeah. and it's, it, it goes hand in hand. So um, mm-hmm. that has been a good gauge for me over the years to kind of see and know. And then like if you are close to being able to lock in, and you can watch that, and you have a lender that can help you explain that, which both of my lenders that I work with can. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good way to like know, like, should we lock today? Could we wait till tomorrow? Um, do we have a week? You know, or have a lender call you midweek and say, "Yo, right. have you seen the bond market? Right. We got to do lock something in today." Right. right. So, right. if your lender's right. not to that capability, you need one that is, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because it could swing your you could end up in a different neighborhood the way it goes, yeah. right? Yeah, you, you know? could be talking about a, a difference of hundreds of dollars a month in mortgage payments or what you can maybe afford just based on those no swings in the in the in the market. No doubt. And there's the argument though that the market is so high because rates are so low. Mm-hmm. So then people say, well, when rates go up, the market's going to drop mm-hmm. because it will affect affordability, right? You know, and I think mm-hmm. that's true too for some areas. Right, you're going to have those tweener neighborhoods that might have big drop-offs, where you had a bunch of people that could afford to get into Naperville mm-hmm. or Plainfield, and then At the rate the, time, the yeah, rates right. go yeah. up, you know, yeah. a half or a full percent. And, and how like, many people well, are just, off the table? Yeah, I just you know? priced myself out of this. Yeah. Now they'll come from neighbor. somewhere else, right? Right. They maybe they were trying to get into Hinsdale. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, yeah something really expensive, anymore. and this is like their right. second or third choice if they can get into that but then, the, that then, different area. Right, but then there's always a there's always this lull in the market while buyers figure out what that is. You know, so when right. r- when rates right. jump up big, it's like the market dies because people don't even know where they can afford anymore. They mm-hmm. got to go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, now what what is the, what what can I get now? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. So it, it's very important for sure. Do you think that this it's been pretty hot now for a while. I mean, everywhere you talk, anywhere around the suburbs, at least in our area around Chicago, suburbs area, you hear these, I mean, I know it, like neighbors of mine, like, hey, I listed my house at 400000 and somebody came in and offered four twenty. I mean, like crazy numbers yeah, over crazy that. Like so That's how it is in Charleston. It's crazy down here. I mean, it is, it is unbelievable. These houses that, but just in and around the school where I'm at, uh, the neighborhood was a, you know, black middle class neighborhood, and these houses are now going for like, you know, eight hundred thousand, one point two million dollars, and they're going to be like those teardowns that we used to see in downtown where we were. Um, and it's you know, it's it's wild. Like you, you look at it and you go, well, hey, these people sat here when these houses were nothing. You know what I mean? And this neighborhood stunk. You know, right. and now they're making money on it. But then it's like you'd come in and we'd be putting an offer on a house and it'd be like, all right, well, you got beat by two grand. We're like beat by two grand. 
like somebody and it when we were already like 50 grand over what was being asked for it so i was like sooner or later this is going to all blow up in our faces i think because eventually that value of the house is going to come back to reality because at the end of the day somebody still has to come and assess the house and say all right now over this where it's at it's a hundred thousand dollars worse than it was and like you know unless you got tons of money that's going to be pretty impactful to you don't you think mm-hmm. yeah i mean just cost of rehab so anything you buy you need to know what is the capital improvements that I'm going to have to pay on this yeah, home right. over the years? Right. You know, right. is it a good deal? I don't know. How old's the furnace? How old's the roof? How old's the windows? Is there a crack in the foundation? Mm-hmm. You know, like right. all these right. things. So you better know what you're looking at first of all. Um, but w- will it readjust? Will it come back down? My biggest um, indicator of that, or I guess like feeling, is cost of construction. You know, yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, right. Yeah, so where is it going to go down to? Because yeah, right. it, how much does it cost to build these things now? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, even if lumber comes down, though, like everything's more expensive. So to build these houses, and we were building before lumber even went up, we built a house in Oak Lawn. Mm-hmm. And you, you weren't, the builder wasn't making, you know, $150,000 on the sale of the house. It was, you know, nominal compared to what a flipper would make. Sure. It wasn't that much difference, right. you know? Yeah. So right. it's like uh, it cost him that much money to buy the lot. Yeah. Build, right. This is, what, hole, this is what it cost for me to do this. Like right. it wasn't, it's, right. and, and for right. that, and that was before the pandemic. Yeah. That was before lumber went up, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. building is not going to get any cheaper, you know? Are assets going to go down in value? I don't know, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it's a currency thing. I think it's a dollar thing. Yeah. Like, you really need to diversify and, and not have your money sitting there just because what's the dollar going to be worth? So right. maybe get it in mm-hmm. some real estate um, and diversify a little bit. If you have so much sitting in the bank, so much sitting in the stock market, all of these kids got their cryptos, <laughs> right? Cryptocurrency, yeah. you know, yeah, everything now. With, yeah, you, 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 should now. Have, right. you should have it all, you know, and real, well, real estate should be the one of the main things you add to that stack. Sure. Because instead of putting five grand into crypto who knows what the hell is going to happen you could put five grand and buy a house live there for a year cheaper than rent rent it out after you move out and make mm-hmm. 400 mm-hmm. bucks a month 400 yeah. bucks a month 400 bucks a month yeah, 400 and it just bucks keeps a month. going and going and going right you know right, 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 right. so yeah, right. you know yeah. do it all um i'm not knocking anything but i can feel real estate i could see it you know the kids know the neighborhoods they know the better places to buy mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like the every kid should be buying an apartment building in the trendy neighborhood that's not that's the undesirable neighborhood right now because they right. have exactly. their, they right. have their finger on the pulse more than me the realtor expert has they right. know more so they should trust their gut tap into the experts about right. how to get qualified yeah. or what to do help but, you navigate have them let you help them navigate that through that once yeah, they identify but they something. They might show me something I don't know. And, you know, maybe that's what we pay attention to. Yeah. Excellent. Well, all, I mean, very good info. I mean, we covered a lot about real estate and kind of where we're at currently and how it can benefit people in the long term, how it should be a part of your, you know, kind of overall investment strategy for, for down the road. And, you know, what people need to think about when they're getting into the real estate market, it can be, it can. I mean, I remember when I was young and and new into buying my first house. It was very overwhelming. I didn't, I didn't really know what I was getting into. But again, when you have good um, people in the real estate field that can help walk you through that and have the re, the resources that they do, obviously is a huge help. So, Kyle, you want to go ahead and just plug away, like let everybody know how they can reach you, what you do, what kind of services you offer, um, 
and, and what you can do to help people out there that are looking to get into real estate. Sure. Kyle Altenberg, full-time realtor and owner of Hanley Realty. We're a full-service real estate brokerage. Uh, we service anybody in the Chicago market, city or suburbs. And um, if you guys want to get a hold of me, my cell phone is the best way, 708-277-3179. You can call me there. You can text me there. You can also check me and all my propaganda out on uh, my Facebook page. It's uh, at Kyle Altenberg, R-E. So K-Y-L-E-A-L-T-E-N-B-U-R-G, letter R, letter E. Kyle Alton, at Kyle Altenberg, R-E. So we got videos all the way back from 2016 that, you know, some of it's my marketing, mm-hmm. um, but there are some good stuff out there. There is some good stuff out there that will um, educate you um, and entertain you. So if you want to check that out, the uh, Illinois Civilian Army <laughs> is going to, well, so I'm going to interview you guys next. I'm going to age out. I'm going to interview you guys next, but we're on, okay. we're on episode eight. Um, and I'm going around and I'm interviewing self-employed individuals who are fighting the war against big business, big everything. Um, so right. all the small businesses that don't get heard otherwise, I am their voice. I'm going to promote you guys just as I've promoted all the other self-employed individuals. That's great, um, man. That's good stuff. Good causes and everything like that. So thanks for having me, though. Appreciate it. It's great to yeah. see you. Excellent. Um, anything good else? Yeah. Mr. Sean? No, man, I think a lot, man. He's not just an Irishman that I drink Guinness with every once a year, every year in a basement. He's a guy that knows his stuff, man. And, and you're like, when you listen to him Is there multiple again, people talking, that you do that with? Sorry. Uh, no, just, it's just them. And there, isn't there enough of them? Isn't there like a family know, of 10, right, like yeah. most of us? Um, but, you know, I mean, the, the good thing about it is when you listen to the show, folks, you realize he's looking out for people that, like we are, just say ordinary people are going to make this get better. Ordinary people are going to have to work together, and he talked a lot about that. And I can't thank him enough for coming on the show. And although people would look at this and go, real estate, what are you cops talking about that for? Hey, man, it's another thing to invest your money in as a police officer, I mean, or a public servant. You know, we don't make a ton of money. And he just explained a ton of ways where if you're used to sucking it up like a lot of cops can about things and dealing with people and hardship, it's a great way, great way to make an, to make an investment that later on you'll be like, man, I'm so glad I did that. I can't tell you how many guys I worked with that told me that. And I was like, you're nuts for doing that. You're doing with people like in your off time like this. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they end up later on. They're like, they own everything. Man, and they're so happy about it. And it was so much worth it for them. But thanks again, Kyle. I really appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm glad you came on. Thank no problem. You, yes. great. you got to put in the time and we are all in this together, baby. Right. And we will talk about this more at the next uh, St. Patrick's Day party. I, and, w- I uh, won't remember. We- <laughs> 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 we'll have long conversations, but we'll follow it up with texts later when we make sure that we know what we covered all the topics again. we were talking about. Right, right. Um, thanks again. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. We always appreciate you listening. We're a small venue. We're just trying to get ourselves out there. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, anything that you'd like to bring to our attention, we always appreciate that. Please contact us at 3copstalk at gmail.com. That's the number 3copstalk at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We get a lot of great feedback from people. We appreciate it, good, bad, or otherwise. We love to respond. And also, if you'd like to find our website, 3copstalk.com, number 3copstalk.com. And we have a lot of information inside of there as well. So thanks again, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>